Are you ready to make positive transformation happen for you? Today, you're going to hear how some of the most successful people in the world have made it happen. Hello, and welcome to Transformational Energy Leadership with Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey. These successful people and Dr. Woolsey will share advice, insights, tips, and tricks designed to help you incite personal action. It's time to bring positive transformational leadership to your life. Now, here's your host, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey. Welcome to today's show. This is Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey, and you're listening to Transformational Energy Leadership coming to you from the heartland of America. Over those commercial breaks, go to my website, that's transformationalenergyleadership.com, where you can learn more about me and my business offerings. And of course, if you have a question, a comment, please email me at mwolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. You can also find me on this platform under the Empowerment Channel, and I'm on social media, that's Facebook and LinkedIn. All right, let me set the stage for you. Our minds are naturally wired toward negativity. And whether you agree with that or not, it's what's allowed humans to survive since the beginning of time. In fact, the science supports this notion. So how do we get out of this vicious cycle of self-deprecated thinking where our subconscious truly runs our lives? Understanding your mind is the first step to get you on the path to mastering your mind, which is what we're talking about today. And then the work begins. My guest today is Rob Zabirsky. He's a professional speaker, trainer, personal coach, and a best-selling author. And today we will talk about his most recent publication. It's titled Master Your Mind, Counterintuitive Strategies to Refocus and Re-Energize Your Runaway Brain. Now, before we get started, Rob has a colorful background, which I think you'll appreciate. Rob helps clients develop professional skills and positive mindsets that let them discover their potential and maximize their results. He has a history of success in product management, sales and marketing roles within the outdoor bicycle and fitness industries. An avid endurance endurance athlete, fisherman, and beer enthusiast, Rob is a multi-time finisher of Colorado's infamous triple bypass bike ride, the Chicago Marathon and is in the midst of a multiple decade run of never getting skunked on his annual fishing trip. And the last point I want to make, and this is dear to my heart, as I lived in Chicago for a long time, Rob currently lives there with his wife and their twins in Arlington Heights, which is just outside of Chicago. Okay, Rob, I'm delighted to have you here. Welcome to Transformational Energy Leadership. Oh, man, thank you so much, Matthew. I'm fired up to be here. I uh I'm so excited. I, I trim my nose hairs in anticipation. Of this. Like That's how excited I am to be on, on the show today. <laughs> wow. I don't think I've had one guest ever say that. Awesome. So you can breathe well. That's good to know. I, so while I you're... look amazing for the radio show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And your, and your mind will be fully full of oxygen. So <laughs> excellent. Surprise. I have to ask you, <laughs> right off, first question, you have this tremendous background in the bike industry, and now you're a professional speaker. How did that happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. I get people ask me this all the time because you literally, I don't think you can go from one, like you, you can't get much different as far as like industries and backgrounds uh, moving from the, the outdoor industry and the, you know, the passion pursuits to, to personal professional development. Um, it's kind of funny. Yeah, so I used to work for um, Schwinn GT and Mongoose and I was in a marketing role. Uh, my job, I, people ask me at the time, like, how'd you get in this? I'm like, I straight up needed a job. 10 years ago. Like, that's literally what happened. Um, my position got relocated from Madison, Wisconsin to Bethel, Connecticut. Uh, my wife was six months pregnant with our twins. And I just, I it just, it didn't, you know, you get those gut feelings that feel right or don't feel right. And it was def it was B. 
Um, so they offered me a relocation package or a severance package. I took the severance. Uh, I was out mowing my lawn one day, and one of my neighbors pulls over, and he's like, hey, you need a job, right? I go, I do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you, you remember you remember Roger and Eric? You, you know they, they live in the neighborhood. I'm like, yeah. He goes, uh, he had host Ted, the neighbor, had hosted one of those murder mystery dinner parties, and so I'd met one of the founders of the company like five or six years earlier. He's like, yeah, they're looking for somebody. I think you'd be good. So uh, I call him up. Come to find out, the three of us all lived on the same street. I literally lived. They lived like three blocks from each other. I lived a block and a half from either of them, like right smack dab in the middle, same street, um, unbeknownst to each other. Um, so, you know, I got on, you know, started doing, so, you know, I'm like, do you remember me? I'm like, I do. I'm like, what's this job all about? So they kind of gave me the overview of the job. And it's funny. I'm like, you know what? I think I'm just going to crush it at this. Like, basically you need to have good phone skills and you need to be able to stand in front of a room of people and, and speak, you know, with, at some level of, you know, high functionality. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm great on the phone. I have no shame. Let's give this a shot. So fast forward 10 years, and uh, I've built a, a wonderful business, and I'm a, a partner at the company, and just everything's kind of ringing up Rob right now. It's been a blast. <laughs> Serendipity. So the, the moral of the story is mow your lawn, broadcast that you need a yeah. job, <laughs> and live in the yeah, right location. Mow your lawn, be available for opportunity, yeah, and then just, yeah, just let it ride. Just run with it, man. Fantastic. Well, let's let's get let's dig into this topic today. I'm very curious. Well, I've read your book, and I'm so excited to have the listeners hear some of the insights that you you share. These great nuggets. The foundation of your book is all about the mind, and I think it's it's really good for us to start our conversation to talk a lot about or talk about what is this whole thing about conscious versus subconscious in regards to our brains. Hmm. Yeah, so that, yeah, the fun, yeah, you're right. That's a, a big premise of what we, that's a big thing, a big focus of what we do now, especially with our clients, is really help them understand the difference between conscious thinking and, and subconscious thinking, um, you know, the impact and the influence you have on it, and really the power that each has in allowing results to show up. So we, what we say is allowing results to show up in your life. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you, don't ever, we, you don't get what you want by sitting around and meditating. You've got, you got to take some action. But there's some things you can actually do to take advantage of the way your brain works uh, in order to, get, to make things just a lot easier and happen a lot more rapidly. So, yeah, what we talk about, and we, like, full transparency, this is not, you know, I, we didn't come up with this idea. I didn't come up with this idea. It actually stems from um, The Ant and the Elephant, which is a, a book by a gentleman by the name of uh, Vince Pacente. And uh, I, I, it's a book. I, I jokingly, when I'm referring to it, I refer to it. It's more like a parable. Um, I, I talk about books based on how many flights it takes me to read them. So it's a two-flight book. It's like all my <laughs> flights are two hours coming out of Chicago. So it's, like, it's a really quick, easy read. But it talks about, it does a really sweet job um, giving an analogy and the comparison between and understanding your conscious versus your subconscious. So your, your, your conscious being, you know, your 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 rational, linear thinking, if then, like common sense type of brain. It's, it's, it's the kind of thinking you do when you're awake, when you're alert, when you're, you know, you're in your day-to-day, um, you know, you're a little more reactive. You know, that's, really, that's, that's your conscious part of your brain. And then you've got your subconscious, which, you know, by definition, subconscious means below your conscious. And so this is, this is that part of your brain that you don't typically access in your day-to-day. Um, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the lion that I know we're talking about the ants and elephants and, and animals and stuff. It's like, it's like the lion that kind of hangs out in the, in the grass waiting for the right opportunity to pounce. 
Um, it, it, like, it doesn't just sit there, but it's, it's working in the background, and it's, you don't, you don't like, be, you're not necessarily thinking about it through your day-to-day. But the funny part is it's actually the biggest, most powerful part of your brain, and it's the part of your brain that can actually make things happen and work for you even when you're, like, asleep and, and not actively working towards your goals. It'll be working in the background uh, to make things happen for you. Um, so there's that, that, that's, I don't know, hopefully that, that analogy makes sense. You've got these two different parts of your brain. You've got your conscious, your subconscious. Um, they're very different, uh, but they work hand-in-hand to help you get the results you're looking for and live the life you want to lead. And they need, you know, there's a, you have to understand how to, how to use each. Uh, and, and people that do, like, like I said, they're just, they're seeing results show up a lot quicker, a lot easier. They're a lot happier. They're having more fun and, 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 and. Mm-hmm. Really briefly, like, so like I said, they're very different. There's, there's really four big differences um, between your conscious and your subconscious. And for most of our clients that we're working with, just, just being aware of these four big differences, it helps them change their thinking uh, to, to get them moving in the right direction. So the, I guess the, the four big differences are, number one is the size difference, right? We, we use the ant and the elephant uh, purposefully, or, or Pacente, I guess, <laughs> uses those, <laughs> those representations purposely. Your subconscious, it's, it's so, like roughly, right? It's roughly a million times bigger than your conscious, which it's sometimes hard to think. But if you think, if you think about an ant and elephant terms, think about you could probably put about a million ants, you know, on an elephant. And that really represents kind of a, a, a relationship, size-wise, size relationship difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big thing to understand is that it's not just the size difference, but it's the amount of power. Um, yes, you know, ants can carry like 10 times their weight or 100 times their weight. But realistically, um, because I, I'm not a doctor, right? We're gonna, I'm going to get this out of the way early. Unlike you... The only letters after my name are my last name, right? So, <laughs> like, I'm not a doctor, but like, I know what I've read. And I know my research. Um, but when you look at the sheer number of, you know, like cellular connections, it, just the number of connections that exist in your brain and something like ant size versus the, and something elephant size, just the, sheer, just the sheer horsepower that's being generated in the thoughts is just, it's like a million to the million times more powerful. So understand that you're, you know, you're, your elephant, it's just way bigger and way more powerful than, than your conscious or your ant. Um, the second big difference is that they, um, they think differently. Uh, your elephant, it thinks in pictures, um, meaning like your elephant will, it only sees and, and, and recognizes and acknowledges pictures, whereas, you know, your ant thinking, your, your everyday thinking, you're talking about concepts and ideas and numbers, and your elephant just doesn't, it just doesn't register those things. It just, it only sees pictures. So um, we'll probably talk about this a little bit more. The big thing about this is understanding, having visual representations for the things that you're looking to achieve. That's really the best kind of elephant food um, you can give your brain. So mm-hmm. because it thinks in pictures and the fun part is it'll make you act in accordance with the pictures, uh, even if they don't exist. Um, and so there's a, a really quick way to talk about it. There's, an, there's a demonstration we do, and some of the listeners have maybe been a part of this type of demonstration um, where, you know, I'll have people close their eyes and I'll walk, I'll kind of like visualize and help them visualize being in their kitchen and walking up to the refrigerator and opening the refrigerator and pulling a big fresh lemon out, um, you know, and, they, and they, walk, they take the lemon and they walk over to their countertop and they pull out a big eight-inch chef's knife and they slice the lemon open, and they, they see the zest pop off the rind, and they, they see the segments of fruit, and the, you, know, you slice the seed in half. 
Uh, and then what I'll have them do is I'll say, you know, set that knife down in your mind and then grab that lemon, pick it up, open your mouth and take a big giant bite of that lemon. <laughs> and it's so funny when I do this in group settings because I'll, I'll watch people like their, their lips, they're smacking their lips, you know, they do a thing and, yes. you know, their, their, their faces are all scrunching up and everyone's, you know, their glands are all swollen, like under, you know, in their, in their neck. And, and so, you know, they're having this visceral response to this visualization exercise. And then, you know, the funny, I'll always grab somebody with the most scrunched up face. They're like, oh, so show me your lemon. And they hold up their empty hand. You know, there's no lemon there, but like, that's the power of your subconscious. It'll, it'll make your body react and act and react as if that truly was in existence. Mm. So understand like that's, that's the power of that thing. So again, it thinks in pictures and will make you act in accordance with the pictures, uh, only to the degree to which you're clear, which I think we'll talk about that maybe a little bit later on. Um, mm-hmm. Third difference is uh, your subconscious doesn't register no. Um, so it, like, it hears no, but it just it only registers no. And so this is a really fun exercise to do on a radio show like this is um, for the listeners, for the people listening in, um, you know, basically here to do this. Whatever happens next, like whatever I say next, whatever words come out of my mouth, whatever you do, don't think of a pink elephant. <laughs> right. Yeah. So Matthew, you're like, how, how pink and fuzzy is your elephant right now? It's a big pink one. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that's, the, that's the thing. Like I say, don't think of a pink elephant and all your subconscious hears is pink elephant. Okay. That, that's how my subconscious talks, by the way. It's got this kind of dopey <laughs> voice. But anyway, so um, this is where things, this is where you can, when it comes to managing your mind and, and starting to, you know, train your brain a little bit, you know, when you're, when you're talking about that, you keep always keeping things in the positive or the affirmative is going to help you. That's what feeds your brain. You know, we talk, I talk to people all the time that they focus on what they don't want. And then they're like, I don't understand. I don't want to live paycheck to paycheck. And then they don't understand how they can't get out of that lifestyle. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be fat. And then they keep putting on weight Mm -hmm. because your brain just hears fat. Okay. And then like, and then it'll go make that happen for you. Even if it doesn't exist, Mm -hmm. they kind of team up together which I think is fascinating to watch and listen to. Um, and then the fourth big difference is that your, your subconscious, it already knows how to do what it needs to do. It, it doesn't need extra instructions. And so I, I'm sure you're, you know, there's, a, there's a kind of a funny uh, test we do in the book. It's like, all right, if you're, you know, you're, you're, if you're riding an elephant and it comes across a log down, it doesn't, you know, your elephant doesn't stand there wondering what to do. You know, your elephant doesn't need you to give it some motivational speech on the importance of stepping over obstacles to get to where you want to go. Uh, you know, your elephant doesn't get on next door and talk about the, 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 the log that's down in the path. It just steps over the log. It knows what to do. Mm-hmm. And this is where when it comes to, you know, leadership and, and managing energy and, and being more productive, this is where we see a lot of people, they get hung up, you know. I do a lot of work with insurance and financial services people, and I come across people who they have phone reluctance or email reluctance because they spend all day focused and worried about all these like ant thinking things. Like I got to make the calls, I got to make the emails, I got to hit reply, I got to do this, I got to go to the store, I got to. And in reality, their like their brain understands how to do its job. You know, like mm-hmm. their, their their elephant understands what it meet, what it takes to sell insurance, right, or to place yes. an implant. For my dent, you know, for my my the, my dental folks I work with, but what it needs is reminders of what's important to it in the first place and, and why it's actually doing that. So, those four big differences: the size difference, the thinking in pictures, uh, the fact that it doesn't register no, and that 
it's it already knows like how and what to do. It just needs reminders of why. Like that's understanding those four concepts for most of our clients is really helping them get realigned and and again just accelerating the pace at which they can really get the results they're looking for. And there describes the power of our subconscious. When I read your book, I was like, wow, yeah. And I've I've read you know all kinds of books on the concepts of what drives our behaviors and that's right. In fact, we'll dig into that a little bit deeper here after the commercial. Also, what we can start to do to flip our subconscious to start going in the direction we really want things to be happening. So there you have it. We're going to go ahead and take a break here. And over the break, go to my website, that's Transformational Energy Leadership, and we will see you back here in two minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Take a closer look at yourself in the present. Your body has its own GPS system designed to help you follow your intuition, align your thoughts, and set your own course. Host Dee Lee is here to be your external guide to this discovery. Take a break, a mindful space to pause, and help bring forth the balance that your life deserves. Listen live for Mindful Space to Pause every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in every week for Inspired Chi Radio with A.J. Johnsek and Tracy Sanginetti. Do you sometimes feel like you have no direction? Every one of us is a soul with a body, not the other way around. Discover your talent and purpose. Tracy and A.J. help you create your most authentic life and master your powerful, positive energy using modalities like hypnosis, tarot, and your own individual Akashic Records. Join us live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everyone. I'm talking with Rob Zabierski. He's the co-author of the book, Master Your Mind, Counterintuitive Strategies to Refocus and Re-Energize Your Runaway Brain. That's the center of our discussion today is what's going on in our brains. Now, before the break, Rob and I were talking about the differences between conscious versus the subconscious. And if anything you got from the message he shared with all of us is the power of our subconscious and the, the way it really does drive so many things that happen in our lives. And so, Rob, I have to ask you, because you have this in the title of your book, and I think 
all of us who are listening to this conversation can admittedly say, I have this, my brain just does things. So when you say runaway brain, what does that mean and where's this showing up for us? Yep. So runaway, yeah, we, it's funny. I talk to people literally every day when, and when I, when I, when Roger and I were first putting the, the idea of the book together, um, we're like, we, the concept of the runaway, you know, like think of a runaway train, it's like out of control, like hard stop and you know, hard to stop it. Um, we, we apply that to the runaway brain. And so this is just, there's a lot of different ways to show. It's probably easier to talk about how this shows up because this is where it really relates to people. Um, places you've seen runaway brain show up are when a couple of the ones we talk about all the time are like when you're meeting someone for the very first time, um, you know, maybe it's a business setting, maybe it's a social setting, but you meet this new person and you walk up to them and you, you, you meet them and you shake their hand and you get their name. And then like, as soon as the handshake breaks, that name has already vanished and disappeared, right? <laughs> you had this entire conversation with yourself, sizing them up, trying to figure out what you're going to talk to them about to the point where you weren't even available to hear the sweetest sound in the world, as Carnegie called it, you know? So, like, that's, that's an example of runaway brain, like forgetting things five seconds after you hear them. That's one. Mm-hmm. Um, another way we see runaway brain is for any, any readers that are, on, that are listening to the show right now, if you've ever, you know, find yourself reading something, Again, maybe for business, maybe it's the romance novel. I, I don't care. But you, know, you get to the bottom of the page or the end of the paragraph, and all of a sudden you go, okay, hold on. What did I just read? Like you had no idea what you just read. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so then you go, then this is the best. Then most people I talk to, they go back to the beginning of the page, and then they get halfway down. They're like, oh, my God, I did it again. Like that's another perfect <laughs> example of, of runaway brain, where it's just like it's going, going, going. Um, that's why I was just thinking about this. If you think about, like, just think about, like, visualize the way an ant walks versus the way an elephant walks. Um, you know, elephant, to cover, you know, to cover the same amount of space, an ant is going to take, like, thousands of steps at a frenetic pace versus an elephant just takes a couple lumbering moves, right? That's, like, so mm-hmm. just, you're looking to visualize what that looks like. Um, but coming, coming back, you know, what else does a runaway brain look like? It looks like those days where you work and work and work and work and work and work to the point where you're ragged. You know, you get to the end of your day and you're just torched. You got no energy, nothing left in the tank for the, for like your kids or your family members. You got no energy to go out with your friends. And then you take five minutes of me time and you go, wow, um, I was really busy today, but I got nothing of value accomplished. Like that, mm-hmm. those are the time, you know, that's, those are like the real life examples of, of what that runaway brain looks like. So those, those are the big ones we talk about with people. And it's just, it's a, it's a result of not, you know, just like, Somebody put it like, like, is this like sleepwalking? Like, yeah, it's like you're sleepwalking through your day where you're just like going full ant mode and reactive in anything you do and you're not spending any time or energy on staying focused on the big picture. That's, that's what leads to runaway pain. And I can relate to every one of your examples that you just shared. So <laughs> I think we all, well, I can safely say I suffer from that from time to time. And the question becomes, then we have this runaway brain thing is where do we go next? And so I, you know, I'm familiar with the equation that our thoughts impact emotions, affecting actions, which then lead to results. And mm-hmm. what I really appreciate about what you put in your book is you realign this a bit for us by stating that thoughts dictate emotions, emotions create self-talk, self-talk mm-hmm. creates actions, and actions directly re- you know, create results. So talk about this, Rob, the power of self-talk and why people should not poo-poo it. Absolutely. 
um, it goes back to, a lot of it goes back to what you said at the beginning of the show, where our brains are naturally hardwired to focus on and be hypersensitive to negativity or negative inputs. And it's actually, it's a, it's a survival tactic, right? Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean, if it was the caveman days, the things that are negative inputs are <laughs> saber-toothed tiger or, you know, yes. or grizzly bear. So you got to be aware of it. Um, the challenge for us is that, like, nowadays, you know, this, this, it's buried deep in our DNA, for lack of a better term. Um, but our definition of a negative input, it's different. Um, and so we, everything we see, like, not everything, a lot of stuff we see can be perceived as a negative thing, you know. And that's, that's even as simple as, you know, ordering your favorite drink at Starbucks and they don't put the extra shot, you know, the triple dirty chai, the filthy chai latte and they only put two shots instead of three in and you're like oh that guy that's coffee sucks like it's like that's a that's a not, that's a today example of of that and so under you know paying attention to your self-talk actually p- can pre-program yourself to be focused on positivity or negativity because i mean the reality is you know you're you what you choose you know what you see is what you choose to see is what we talk about um, so if you choose to see the good, you're going to see the good. If you choose to see the bad, you're going to see the bad. Um, but how you talk to yourself, what you say to yourself, that like, that has a big impact on how you carry yourself. I, I, I talk about this in, in my big group settings is, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of self-deprecation. Like I lo- man, I watch a lot of stand-up comedy and that's like a common theme of like, everyone's always self-deprecating. And then you, at the same, like, you got to be careful because there's a fine line between self-deprecation and self-abuse. And how you actually talk to yourself, that determines what side of the line you end up living on. So making small choices in how you respond, and especially when it comes to like everyday questions, this is, it's not just talking to yourself, but it's how you talk to other people. Like people ask me all the time, like, how's it going? And my, my knee jerk response is I'm awesome. That, that's literally how I answer the question. And I've, I've programmed myself. So like, I'm at the grocery store. People are like, how's it going? I'm awesome. And it's funny because I'll watch the I'll watch the cashiers. They'll they'll like do a double take. Like really? Because you're at the grocery store. I'm like, yeah, it's cool. It's just no, it's just no problem. That's how I am. Because more often than not, I hear these people like they they just they they pre-program themselves with knee-jerk responses. You know, my favorite example is you know people are like, how's it going? I'm good. And people mm-hmm. always talk, like I'm, think about it. How many times is like your lowest hanging fruit? Your your knee-jerk your response to most questions is I'm good. You know, it's like, how, how was the show today? It was good. How's business? It's good. Can I get you something to drink? I'm good. Would you like something to eat? I'm good. Hey, have you thought about reading that book? I'm good. Did you try a new tech? You know, did you try the new sales script? I'm good. And so what happens is, going back to your point, like your, your, your self-talk actually influences the actions. And what happens is you're pre-programming that elephant. You're giving that elephant a picture for mediocrity for lack of a better term, right? Mm-hmm. I, it was that, uh, I think it's Collins from good to great. I, th- I think this is where it came from is the biggest enemy of great is good. You're and right, so yeah. All you're ever doing is talking, yeah, thank you. Okay, good, I was right. Uh, <laughs> if the only thing you're ever saying to your elephant, the only, you know, the only elephant food, the only food you're giving your elephant is good, 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 good. That's the only picture it sees and it's going to make you act in accordance with those pictures and then you're limiting yourself. It, it becomes self-limiting. So you'll just, you'll never be great. You know, good, no one's, listen, no one wakes up in the morning and is dying to work with a, a good person. You know, they, they may say, I'm looking for a good attorney, or I'm looking for a good accountant, or I'm looking for a good prostodontist. 
Um, but the reality is they're not. I mean, I, the, the, one of my jokes that I tell all the time is like guys having conversation. It's a little, you know, it's a little, it's a little flippant. But like, nobody wakes up and goes, "Hey, man, like, do you know somebody that just does like a, a, a good vasectomy?" No. You know, like that's, <laughs> nobody, nobody wakes up wanting that. <laughs> you know? And so, like, paying attention to how you talk to yourself and how you program that elephant, you know, you're either going to feed it something good or you're going to feed that elephant a big giant turd burger. And then that's what keeps you stuck. That, that's literally what keeps you stuck is, is how you end up talking to yourself. Mm. Yes, so it resonates. I know you said turd burger and you said poo poo, which I think is funny. But um, <laughs> like, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's the little things that most of us aren't paying attention to. So it's things like, you know, I tell people, look, just change your, just change your answer. You know, can I get your coffee? I'm exceptionally well caffeinated. Thank you. You know, would you like something <laughs> to drink? Oh, I'm so well hydrated. Thank you, though. You know, it's, and it's not, to be a, it's not to be a snarky or a jack wagon. It's, it's just to get yourself out of that, like, mental rut mm-hmm. uh, that, that you unconsciously get yourself into. I, it's great because when, you, when I read your book, I immediately, you know, every day I go to the gym and I was on my way to the gym and I asked some people, oh, how are you doing? Oh, good. Fine, good. And it just really resonated with me because I, I've changed the way that I'm responding to that as well. I think, it, you know, a great a great thing for me as listening to you describe all of this is the question we need to keep asking ourselves is, what am I feeding my elephant? What am I feeding my elephant? And that's such a great question for us to, we should always be thinking about. I have to ask you because I do... So we've talked about self-talk as a way to address this this elephant. Under buried un, under all of this as well as I think I really believe that we all have energy that we bring into every equation in our life, and this does resonate to that negativity piece that we that we have what I call anabolic energy, which is really positive, growth oriented, and then there's catabolic, which is negative, and we have to have the catabolic because, like you said, if you've got a tiger coming at you, you've got to have that that energy to fight and get out of there, right? So mm-hmm. I really believe we all have this energy going, coursing through our bodies as well. And so when you think about energy in relation to the conscious and subconscious, what are your thoughts? Yes. Now, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I mean, it, I, I agree. You know, we've got, here's the, if you talk about leadership, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and claim I'm, the, I'm a leadership expert. But listen, the, I, I've worked with a good number, not insignificant number of people in a lot of different roles, all the way from, you know, entry level to CEOs and, and like leadership or sales or influence or whatever you want to, like, you can call it whatever you want to. It's, mm-hmm. it's merely a transfer of energy, right? And so are yes. you, what type of energy are you transferring? Are you transferring positive energy that people want to be, you know, that they want to hop on your bandwagon or are you transmitting you know, negative energy that uh, catabolic that's, that's pushing people away or, or, or holding them back. I'm, I'm a hundred percent on board with you. I don't, you know, listen, there's, I'm not telling, you know, you, you no one's going to, no one's going to get where they want to go be with the, the Pollyanna. Like, Oh, everything's fine. I didn't really lose my wallet. I just liberated my funds to the universe. Like that's <laughs> not real, but you know, paying attention to the energy that you're bringing. I mean, this, you know, this is a whole nother, I didn't know we were going to, I wasn't planning on going on this path, but like we are transmitters and receivers of electromagnetic energy. You know, we're like, we're like old school FM radios that like, if you want to listen to in Chicago, right, you want to listen to 93 XRT, you got to dial that thing in a 93.1. 
And mm-hmm. if you're at 92.9 or 93.5, you're not listening to the music you want to. Like, we operate the same way. So it's been, you know, it's called like the law of attraction. It, it's, you know, it's talked about a bunch of different ways. But the energy that you transmit, the energy that you focus on, you know, you're going to attract or repel the similar or dissimilar depending on how you, depending on how you roll, right? Mm-hmm. What, what? Yes. What, and your, it what, links. And it links so nicely to what you're talking about. What are we feeding our elephant? What is it, and that impacts your energy. Let's let's take a break here, and when we come back, let's continue this conversation. So for everyone out there, go to my website, and we'll be back here on the other side in just a couple of minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Life-changing events can have positive and or negative repercussions. When they happen, they can feel elating or devastating to those affected. It can also get in the way of your personal and professional life. On Life-Altering Events with host Frank Zakari, we examine the scope of these events and discuss how to move forward in the wake of the opportunities presented. It's never too late to get started or pick up the pieces and move forward. Listen Tuesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. And we're back. Our guest today is Rob Zabirsky, co-author of the book called Master Your Mind, Counterintuitive Strategies to Refocus and Re-Energize Your Runaway Brain. And up till now, in fact, in the last segment, we were talking about the roles of our conscious and subconscious minds, and then also this runaway brain thing. And we were still in the midst of talking about energy. And Rob, I know you've got some thoughts about energy that you'd like to share with the audience. 
Yeah, thank you. So yeah, we were we were we were rock and rolling on energy, and it actually kind of like sparked my thought of something that coupled with some of the stuff we were talking about earlier. Um, you know, you had asked about roles of energy and positive and negative energy and all that stuff. And the one thing I do want to make sure, and it kind of goes back to the whole hardwiring thing, is uncon. You know, we talk about conscious. There's conscious, there's subconscious, and there's unconscious, right? The stuff that's happening that we're not maybe not paying attention to. Um, and we've, we've actually got, when it comes to runaway brain too, and, and energy and, and, and everything we talk about, there's these addictions that we suffer from in our day to day. And these are really the things that you probably like, I'm going to talk about them real quick and you know, be like, Oh, I knew that. And then really actually, actually knowing it for a lot of people, just raising the level of self-awareness, it'll change their life. So the big three addictions that we talk about um, in people's lives are number one, uh, an addition to negativity, right? We talked about that a little bit, how your brain is just kind of hardwired to be looking for threats. Um, like it's addicted to the point where if your brain can't find something negative to focus on, it'll actually make something up, uh, which it's is about really survival. to watch happen. Real yeah, time. yeah it survival. is survival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but nowadays it's like, I don't know why I said that, but it totally blew the deal. Right. That's like, you're just, your yes. brain is addicted to it. Mm-hmm. Um, another, another addiction is the you're addicted to urgent and little things. Uh, it wrecks your focus. You know, the, 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 the reminder chime on your phone or the text message or the tweet or, whatever, you know, whatever sounds on your phone or, you know, somebody, hey, I just need a quick minute of your time. Like, we're addicted to this uh, concept that, like, I can, I can take care of whatever happens right here, right now, even if it gets in the way of you wanting to work on what's more important or more fun. We're just, we're addicted to this idea of, i, I got to solve a problem right now. Um, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. really because, you know, if you think about the case, again, survival tactic, you know, that's, if a grizzly bear wants to eat you, it wants to eat you now, you know, it's not calling ahead. So it's easy to get distracted by that. And then the biggest, the biggest, um, addiction I think we suffer from is this addiction to, um, familiarity and comfort, you know, and this is that, this is like those, I talked about those, those knee those common reactions to everyday questions, the I'm good thing, you know, that's actually, that's a manifestation of being addicted to just a quick, easy, familiar way to respond to a question without putting thought in. And so, th- you know, those, those things can actually, those are, those are the biggest things that will pull the e-brake on progress and productivity and ultimately success. Mm. So I did want to, I just want to make sure that got addressed. Right. And, and that last one. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> what is the good news, Rob? <laughs> the good news is like, it's not real hard to fix it. And so there's a couple of, so if we, you know, I'm, at some yes. point, hopefully, we can chat about like what are some ideas or some some topics. I don't like to talk about problems without giving solutions. Um, no, we're, so we'll I, I do want to solutions. come back about different ways to you know, ways to overcome that. Yes, uh, we will get to solutions for sure. And I I resonate. I I agree with all those addictions that you talked about because I'm going yep yep guilty guilty guilty. I I am happy to say that in my life I've really been focusing on not being that urgent peace anymore and it's really liberated me and allowed me to come up with so much better solutions in my life you know in all aspects so just stop a minute and do that slow thinking as Kahneman says and so yes I, everything that you said there it makes perfect name I would imagine everyone listening could say yeah yeah I'm addicted to negativity or what have you so Let's get out of this. Okay, there's all these things going on. Let's get to some actual things. As you just said, Rob, what are some, a couple of easy upgrades and things that we can do to start mastering our minds? Yep. So, the, yeah, the, the super, super easy. And, like, and I say, listen, I say they're super easy, and they are. And then the reality is they're all easy 
once you figure out that it's, they're designed to overcome some of those addictions. So the number one, the number one easy upgrade you can make uh, to start mastering your mind is to upgrade your clarity. And what I mean by that is get clear on what's most important to you and why it's most important to you. We talked about how your subconscious is this big, giant, powerful elephant of a beast. And we talked about how it already knows how to do what to do, but what it needs a reminders is why. So when I talk about upgrade your clarity, I'm talking about making sure that you understand what you stand for. You know, what are things, what are your core values? You know, I know mm-hmm. I'm sure this comes up a lot in people in the leadership roles hear about this all the time. There's a reason. Um, this is, you know, when we're working with clients, the number one, the first thing we do is help them identify and clarify their core values. You know, this is like, this is like what you hang your hat on. You know, are you, are you clear on what you stand for and what you believe in? Are you clear on your purpose? You know, do you understand, why were you put on this earth? Do you know why you were put on this earth? You know, why, I exist to serve by, or working with me is unlike working with anyone else in the world because, and you fill in the blank. And if your blank includes the words help people, just tear it up because that's not original. Um, <laughs> you know, what, what is, you know, have a clear picture for your vision. Where do you, most, you know, cheesy motivational speaker line, most people don't get what they want out of life because most people don't know what they want to get out of life. <laughs> so mm-hmm. having, having a, you know, having a clear picture for what you want and why it's most important to you, that's, that's that elephant food. You know, if you're sitting there going, look, I want to be, I want to lead a team of X number of people and I want to drive uh, the top line revenue of this and I want to do it working four days a week. And, you know, you're hyper clear on that. And I want to spend time doing this for philanthropy and, it, you know, and, and all this stuff like your, your elephant, you're feeding that clear picture of your brain and your elephant's like, Oh, uh, top line revenue, 10 million. All right, let me go get that for you. And it'll make you act as if you're driving $10 million, a $10 million business. So re- make upgrading your clarity and just, you know, and you talked about really briefly, like just sometimes that's as simple as not responding right away. And just taking a couple seconds to think about an answer before you actually open your mouth and answer. Like mm-hmm. that's being clear on what you say. Like that's, that's an upgrade to your clarity as well. Um, but really, again, just getting clear on those, those core things, that core values, purpose, and vision. Like I, I said it a couple of times, like having clarity in those things will absolutely change how you approach situations and the types of people and situations that you actually attract into your life. So that's number one. Upgrade your clarity. Um, second upgrade you can make is upgrade your inputs. Um, what I mean by that is you've got external, you've got internal and external inputs. You know, you can you pay attention to upgrade what you're reading, what you're watching, what you're listening to. Mm-hmm. Now, shameless promotion for you, Matthew. If you're listening to this show you understand what it means to make an upgrade in what you're listening to. Like kudos <laughs> to everyone listening to the show, you know, like, and then listen, there's not, there's something to be said for downtime and relaxing. Like I, I love like Eastbound and down as a show on HBO and it's hilarious and I love it, but there are more F sharps in that show than a concert, right? Like mm-hmm. you just, you got to pay attention. You know, like I'm cool with watching a little bit of downtime. Like you can only watch one or two of those before you start to get in that groove. And so just, Paying attention to what you're reading, what you're watching, what you're listening to, uh, paying attention to who you surround yourself with. You know, mm-hmm. these are these are all inputs, and all of these things have an 
an impact on, you know, the energy that goes into and the food that goes into your elephant. So putting yourself in the right room with the right people, watching the right things, listening to the right things. Um, mm-hmm. that, it's that's really your, your, your sphere of influence, right? The, what are you allowing yeah. in? And then you just said, that's, there you go, that's feeding that elephant. And then that, again, is impacting the direction of your life. Great. Clarity inputs. What's the next one? Yep. Um, we talked about getting micro. It's a concept we talk about in the book. Um, we use the burpee challenge as the, as the example. Mm. But um, what I, here's what I mean by get micro is we, talk, we call it the winning edge theory. And I, once I say it, it's, it, it's called a bunch of different things. People call it different, you know, depends who you talk to, they probably say a different way, but the concept is similar. It's the idea that a small change at the right time can have a massive impact on the end result. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for anybody who plays golf, you understand the winning edge theory, the two millimeter principle, right? The difference, you know, when you look at a, a golf club hitting a golf ball at the moment of impact, you know, if the golf, if the club face is totally squared up, that's like, oh my God, did you see that? That was a shot of the day. If the golf club, if the face of the club is two millimeters off at the, fa- at the moment of impact, that's like, oh my God, did anybody see that? I need a new ball. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. it's a tiny change at the moment of impact but it has a massive impact on the end result. And so my point is, I guess the long way of saying, you know, a lot of people will listen to a, they'll listen to a show like this, or they'll read a book or they'll go to a seminar. And their first response is, Oh my God, this is such great stuff. I want to do everything different. And you don't have to, right? One small change can have a massive impact on your, your life overall. You know, you call it the ripple effect, call it the two millimeter principle, Called the winning edge theory. We just got, you know, get micro. Get find one tiny small change you can make. And yes, and implement and it's that. All, and it's all about moving forward. Take having momentum that goes forward, and it, these little tiny incremental things that you're, we're talking about here that will impact your life. Totally, the, the aggregation of marginal gains. It's been called, and like if you mm. understand when you understand the aggregation, of, the, the the stack up of small little things. It's maybe like similar, dissimilar. Yes, mm-hmm. it's a short version, 100%. Yeah, you don't have to do 100 things 100 times better. You have to do one thing 1% better, and then that'll have an impact. And just imagine and what then, that will do in your, in, in your influence as a leader. So, yeah, let's go ahead. Keep going. Totally. And then the last thing um, that we talk about with people is you make an investment in your mind, right? And I, when I say investment... I, I use that word purposefully because investment, most people, when they hear the word investment, the, the, the first thing they think about is money. And mm-hmm. yeah, like we should be, you should be investing in your continual personal and professional development. You know, I, top, top producers, I had heard at one time, invest 4 to 10% of their income in personal development. I know there's people that are way more than that. There's people that are way less than that, but you should be spending four to 10% of your income on personal growth. Um, but the bigger investment that I want, that people, that I really want people to, and listeners to be thinking about is it's your investment in time, right? Because mm-hmm. that's our most valuable asset and taking the time. It's one thing to buy a book. It's one thing to go to a seminar. It's one thing to work with a coach. And then it's another thing to actually carve out the time you need to read that book. Mm-hmm. and implement those things. There's another thing to 
take the time away from the office and go to the seminar. Like, be cognizant of an investment of time and the impact, you know, and, and, and what your time is worth, because that's often way more. If you, look at the, if you look at the dollars and cents of it, that time investment is probably way more than whatever product or service. So just be mm-hmm. kind, but, but make, a, make a conscientious investment in your mind on an ongoing basis. It's all about time. And for the audience out there, there's some great tips and things about how to manage time, which we don't really have time here to address. But, <laughs> but your, the biggest takeaway here is it is time. And, and there we go. We have just a couple minutes left, Rob. And I, I want to, you know, in the title of your book, we talk about there's some counterintuitive things that may not seem on the surface. Like, oh, yeah, that... That sounds counterintuitive. So I want to ask you, mm-hmm. ask you, because we are bombarded with all these life obligations, expectations, and things that we think that we have to do, that do we really have to do them? So we act in that ant schizophrenic mode of, of living that we've been talking about here, the ant versus the elephant. And so you've mm-hmm. got this one counterintuitive concept in your book, and it's, and it's saying the power of not caring. And so share yeah. with us about what you mean, why we must embrace not caring yeah so if you want to end and this is a concept that i'd kind of implemented and embraced a while ago and then i know there's a book there's another book that came out recently called the subtle subtle art of not giving an f um which i think <laughs> it's funny because about every two weeks i get a call from a client they're like dude have you did you did this guy call you because it's totally you and so it's not about walking around like a like a jerk or a jack wagon just blowing people off um the, what it really comes down to is, you know, it's caring less, caring way less about the things that aren't important. And the way to do that is by having, like we talked about the upgrades to making your clarity. When you're clear on what's most important to you and why it's most important to you, it's really easy to not care about anything that's in the way of that. And that's like, that's one aspect of it. Another thing is, when you, when you embrace the power of not caring, it's both positively and negatively. Like one of the biggest pieces of success advice I ever got is keep your highs low and your lows high. You know, in my business, in, in a, you know, especially when I got started 10 years ago, I was going out and, and doing sales presentations and trying to sell tickets. And sometimes I'd have killer results and sometimes I would have zero results. And you have to have the same emotional response. You consistently carry the same emotional response. It eliminates that that emotional roller coaster. So many people I meet, uh, emotion plays such a, I mean, emotion's important, right? You, you know, emotion mm-hmm. drives change. That, that's first and foremost. But so many people I meet, especially if they haven't figured out this runaway brain thing, emotion drives so much of their decision. And it's, it's like fly by night or fly by the seat of your pants type of stuff. And you make poor decisions when you're not clear on what's most important to you. So mm-hmm. that's, it's kind of like two different ways of talking about having the, the power of not caring. It's not that you're just walk by, like, I don't, I don't give a, you know, what about that? It's that I'm so focused on what I want and why it's important to me that I'm not going to let anything else get in the way of that. And, and it so liberates. Yes. And it frees your mind. Okay, Rob, we've got two minutes left of this show. Time is flying by. Give me the three main headlines, things that we as the listening audience should be thinking about after listening to the show. What are, what would you say the three big takeaways? Yeah. So number one, understand that your brain is always going to be looking for negativity. So everything you can do to feed positivity to it uh, is only going to counteract that. 
and that has, and that, you know, we talk about energy that carries over into energy and that carries into results. So big thing, pay attention to how you talk to yourself, pay attention to how you start your day, pay attention to what you say to yourself and how that, and how you choose to talk to other people. Like that's, that's the big thing is focus on positivity, focus on talking to like, be kind to yourself is probably the way I'd um, sum that up. Uh, number two is start to utilize, if you're not already, like, visualize, use visualization. Have, clear, have a clear picture for what you want and why it's most important to you uh, because that is the stuff that feeds your elephant, right? If mm. you want to you wanna, you wanna get the promotion, take a picture of yourself with the big paycheck or, or sitting in the office, go sneak into your boss's office and get a picture of you at their desk, you know, and then like have that as a picture for what you want, like feed the elephant. Uh, and the number three, like just again, small changes, right? Don't do a hundred things a hundred times better. Find one thing to focus on and put your energy into that, get really good at that and then move on to the next one if you want or need to. That's Yeah. Nice, succinct way to, for all of us to be thinking about moving our elephant in the right direction. Rob, I, I can't thank you enough for being on the show today. And audience, oh, thank you. You bet. And I, there are so many more things packed in his book that are practical and you can apply immediately. Rob, before we go, what would be the best way if a listening audience wants to get in touch with you? Yeah, best way to get a hold of me is um, go to our website at freedompersonaldevelopment.com. Uh, and then... Yeah, that's if you head there, uh, you know you'll you'll get pop ups and you'll get stuff. But get a hold of me there. Uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. You can search Rob Zaberski on any of those, or if you're on uh, Twitter and Instagram, you can search Rob Z Speaker. You can check out all the ballroom carpets I speak on and uh, and learn and connect with me there as well. Excellent. Thanks. Thanks again, Rob. I'm energized to keep moving my elephant in the right direction. And for all the listening audience out there, (laughs) excellent. For all the audience out there, thanks so much for tuning in. You have an idea, a a question, what have you, email me at mwolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Otherwise, harness that positive energy in you, lead transformation, and we will talk again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Transformational Energy Leadership. Please join Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey again for another edition next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.